you know what? That ain't no problem. <laughs> Going to take full advantage of this. And welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. It is another episode of Beyond the Bleachers. Um, I am your, uh, one of your co-hosts with the most host, Tendo Bossa, and I'm joined with none other than the illustrious, the man himself, the enigma. Uh, you know, he has actually written the third and fourth Ghostbusters, and let me tell you, way better than the first. Yep, you, 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 you might be surprised. And listen, he's redconning everything. Uh, this guy, <laughs> you know, actually the inventor of the, the uh, Arabic alphabet. So, you know, give credence and credit to him, but, uh, you know, detriment to him as well, because calculus is not fun. Uh, but, you know, all things considered, a really fun guy. And Moses Weldu, this is, this is, this is all, all uh, your operations, man. Welcome, welcome um, back to the show. How are you doing, man? I'm doing all right. Thanks yeah. for the intro once again. Okay. Uh, yeah, I hate numbers. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've never, no, math was not my strong suit. I could not stand it. It was the, like if there was a, a you know, something like when you're learning all your courses in school, yeah, it was the one where I was dragging my feet. I just didn't want to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> like, and you know, you find out later on, I'm like, where am I going to use calculus in the general, you know, sense at all? Yeah. 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 100 you know, percent. I don't, I don't think, you know, uh, many of the people in, in class are going to end up building bridges, you know. I mean, it's great. Someone is, but not all yeah, of us are going to build them. a cobblestone not for bridge me. and uh, yeah. need to understand how the keystone inserts. So by using calculus, <laughs> you can figure that out. And you're like, like, do I really need one when I build a moat around my home? Yeah, and I, and I mean, at that time, it was very questionable because I was thinking even of, of uh in my in my time I, I, in high school i was like well computers have gotten really good you know already <laughs> so uh, <laughs> will i need to know how to do this you know it's just the same way i was in business class and they're just like you need to learn how to do your tech yeah, like how to do accounting manually i'm like i feel like i just heard about this thing called quickbooks and i <laughs> i hear good things <laughs> So I mean, sure, yeah. Let me learn the uh, the old-fashioned way, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, welcome back, everybody, to another episode, episode thirty-eight, Beyond the Bleaches podcast. We have another installment. We have an addition, you know, uh, a new a new permanent installment. Tendo finally figured out. I speak in the third person, but Tendo finally figured out how to put a soundboard in. So if you hear, you know, uh, different sounds coming out, don't be alarmed. It's not a crossfeed with another funnier, more entertaining podcast, but it is in fact our own. And we're <laughs> adding some elements. All right. But yeah, let's get, let's kick in into gear. You know, Moses, we got a few topics here I wanted to get uh, through. I mean, number one, you know, we, we were just talking about it a little bit. The NBA, we had uh, some even crazier news. It doesn't matter how crazy we thought the news was of the previous week it just ramps up again and again and it's and it's basically been you know a big man bonanza power forward power plays you know on either coast we got you know B- brooklyn nets they 
apparently LaMarcus Aldridge is an elite player now again, you know, um, and kudos because he was making mid-range shots that I haven't seen at Portland in, I don't know, like three, four seasons. It, it almost seems like he just did. I mean, I guess, I guess it's really, it's really effort, but that's another point. <laughs> but <laughs> It's like Blake Griffin, all of a sudden his hops yeah. came back. What is this? It's like, damn, what's in the water out in Brooklyn? <laughs> exactly. I got to get me some. I need to get some of that Brooklyn water. It's the same water they use for the pizza. So that's probably, it's it's probably why, you know, the best pizza in the world. It's the water. So it's I, I imagine it's, it's affecting the players as well. Um, and then on the West Coast, we have... The Andre Drummond show. So Andre Drummond, you know, a perennial, you know, double-double machine over the last 10 seasons. Never been able to get on a great team or an even good team, you know, to warrant his actual, like, his tenacity. He's a very decent player. Um, I think he has, I don't know if he has any uh, all-star appearances. I I think he does, actually, uh, once or twice here. So definitely a notable player. And he has been picked up by the Los Angeles Lakers, who uh, have now become, I don't know, the most delusional, I think, team on the on on in the Western Conference, uh, because it seems as though they're comparing Andre Drummond to uh, one Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, um, and uh, that that is just, just I don't know, Moses. What what do you what do you think? Man? It's just, you know. I think you set it up. He's a great player, good, very good player. Uh, a yeah. guy who is, a, you know, a walking double double. Injuries have kind of hurt him over the last little while, and just kind of looking at the the numbers, uh, you know, it's it's sad because the guy's not even. He's only 28, 27 years old. Yeah. But when you look at the numbers, the games, you know, prior to like let's say 2016, 17 was when you could say, okay, he last legitimately played, or even at uh, let's go two years after that, 18, 19, because he played 79 games. Um, that year, but he was yes. roughly around 80. Like his first year was 60. You know, of course, he was just a rookie, uh, kind of yeah. easing him into it. Uh, but then, you know, like 81, 82, 81, 81, 78, 79. So there's consistency. And then all of a sudden, you know, injuries start taking a toll. Um, you know, um, and you see him, you know, play only 57 games one season. Uh, yeah. And, you know, in 2021. Uh, he had 26 games uh, under his belt or so, uh, or so far uh, this year has that. So, uh, you know, you, you talk about these injuries that are there and looking at his career numbers, it's not bad at all. Like you, you can say, you know what? Um, I, I take this guy in a heartbeat. I don't think anybody oh, yeah, would be stupid enough to say, no, nah, I'm good. Like what is he averaging 17 and I think 13 right now this season? Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, like career wise, career wise is 14 and 13. So he's yeah. putting up more points. He's gradually got better in terms of that. But when you look at, say, for example, uh, the the comparison, and what was it Jeannie Buss was saying? Comparing, it had a photo side-by-side of her dad with yeah. Kareem yes. and Andre Drummond with her. And I'm yeah. thinking to myself, yeah, that's, no, that's apples and oranges. <laughs> Never mind. That's like, that's some kind of uh, exotic fruit. And, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and then, you know, one that is, you know, a little overripe. I don't know. Um <laughs> I will say this. Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, a.k.a. Alcindor, yes. was already a champion and a dominant player mm-hmm. prior to coming to the Lakers. So he was a prized possession. 
Andre Drummond is a good piece. He can make your team good. Like it, defensively, he will help. Uh, the guy can rebound. He is a good big man. Oh, yeah. But he is yeah. no Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. No. So I think this is a good pickup. Uh, For sure. And, you know, you look at Drummond's health. That might be an issue. Now, does he turn into a Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? I don't know. He's young. He's only 27. But, you know, I think you already know who the player is going to be. Like He's been in the league since he was 19, right? So he's been in the league since 2012. So you you know the type of player. Like after a certain amount, three, four, five years into the league, you know the type of guy that he's going to be. Yes. Like you're like, okay, yeah, he, he he is this. Like he's he's no more than this. Kareem Abdul Jabbar was head and shoulders above everybody. Mm-hmm. Like in, in terms of his position, um at his his at his peak, arguably. I know he's around the time, I think, with uh, Wilt Chamberlain. Uh I yeah. think it was past Bill Russell. Uh, yeah. obviously there were people who were gonna fact check me on that, but uh I'm just trying to think, like because I think it was around the time when with Wilt if I'm not mistaken, or at least the latter part. All I know is, yeah, Kareem's a legend. And Drummond, yeah. not even close legend. when you compare no. the two. So I, th- I I thought the picture, you know, you look, it, there's, it's funny, uh, but you're still getting a service. Yeah, yeah, you're still getting a serviceable player. But if you're comparing yeah. those two, and if you're a Laker fan, it's like, he's going to be next Kareem. <laughs> I was like, dude, I want to know what you're smoking. Because that yeah. sounds like it's an amazing trip. It's that's how that's that's how that's how I would describe it as. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Because oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't good player. Mm-mm. Guys is he's gonna be a double doubled type of guy. Oh for but sure. But yeah, no way, sure. no way. Uh, I saw that picture. You're like, it's not huh. looking. Yeah, interesting. No, exactly. Yeah. So, uh, you know, you, are you sure it was an April Fools? I'm trying to yeah, that's you see, and that's the problem. That's the problem because it's it's right at the moment where you're like you it was literally april 1st and i'm i'm seeing this thing and i'm thinking you know is this an april fool's joke but then at the same time why make a joke at the expense of a guy you just brought on the team to help you win is that a good pr move probably not so probably not an april fool's joke and genie bus definitely feels this way or thinks this way i i mean literally it's it's the weirdest thing i'd ever seen in my life i was just like that's like you know and that's it's, it's almost like saying you know looking at terry rosier and then saying he's the like he's the next michael jordan you know you're like terry rosier is great he's pretty he's decent but what 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 you know what what are you what are you saying what do you you know that makes no sense but you know uh let the lakers have their day you know, um, they, it looks like they are getting to be back to backs. Uh, Familiarity was in the air. Like you saw a tall yeah. brother, and you know, <laughs> you're an owner of a team. You saw a tall genie. I, how old were you when that even happened? Were you like, <laughs> I mean, she was not. She was not old. She was like what? Like maybe nine? I don't know. I'm just. She doesn't remember, old. according to the uh, according to the post. She does or she doesn't? She doesn't. She, I mean, come on. Yes, it was that long ago. (laughs) And then even then, Jeannie, you know, let's call a spade a spade. Let's call a spade a spade, Jeannie. The league wasn't, you know, what it was then was not what it is now. The fanfare, you know, the, the electricity behind the movement of players and like, the, the stars aligning for super teams. 
No, of course it was big for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar to move to the biggest franchise in the NBA at that time. But like, no, no one was out here being like, oh, this is already a foretold like match made in heaven. It was just a very smart move at that time. And of course you wouldn't have remembered it. Because even if you were old enough to remember it, it would have been a possible moment. Definitely a possible moment. It was only until, you know, going through those dream lake show years where him, Magic, and the gang were just, you know, were just destroying teams. So that way you could say, wow, this turned out great, you know. Once he cut the hair off, you know, uh, he came through with them goggles, you know, it, it was it was it was all peanut butter and jelly from there, you know, it's easy. So I, I guess from then on she can say she can claim, yeah, I was a part of that or I remember that feeling, but beforehand, no you don't. No, you don't. And don't yeah, and you know, that's that's the problem. I think you can speak to it once it's all said and done, you know. Otherwise, now now we're staring down the barrel of another Kwame Brown. Imagine them doing that with Kwame Brown. Moses, because he was the first, he was the number one overall, was he not? At at one point, Kwame Brown, yeah, yeah, that was a... exactly. So you could in in, and I mean, in terms of potential, he he was touted as even better than what Andre Drummond would have been, because Andre didn't wasn't didn't get drafted first overall. So you know, in 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 that respect, you could you could you could say. That, yeah, why why couldn't they do that with Kwame Brown? Why didn't uh, why didn't her dad do that with Kwame Brown? Because your dad was a smart man, <laughs> and he wasn't gonna be he wasn't gonna be out here just let you know just letting any old dude be compared to someone who brought him rings plural. You know, if anything, she should have done that with LeBron or AD. I mean, those are guys who actually have produced, but that's you know neither here nor there. Um, and you know, for this is uh, noticed for by the rest of the league about what this means. I'm here to tell you right now. We don't care. We don't care. Let me tell you. Right, let me tell you. <laughs> we don't care. Okay, we don't care. So we can't wait for the remainder of the season to pop off anyway, and see um, if this team is actually going to be the team or if it's just going to falter, just like. Andre Drummond's toe in the first. In the, I mean, he didn't even make it past. You know the halfway, he he his toe came off after um, contact with uh, one of the Lopez brothers against Milwaukee, and it just made me think like, what the, how does this is this not a bad omen? You know, you start off with the picture, you have the, the, the split toe. I don't it's, I don't think good things are happening. So good luck, good luck, Laker Nation. We hope to see you guys in the finals. I don't think this is the guy who's gonna get you there though. So, uh, so now Moses, moving on. Uh, we had a little bit of funny stuff going on here on uh, on the UFC and the MMA side. So, uh, Francis Ngonio, I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering his his last name. Uh, Cameroonian UFC heavyweight champion uh, had done an incredible job of of uh, taking the crown from Stipe, uh, who was a formidable. Opponent and I, they had fought previously, if I'm not mistaken. But uh, you know, this was Francis's redemption, actually, from a previous um, um, fight. 
Now, here's the thing, you know, it wasn't too long after that that he decided it, it's a good idea to take a shot at um, Tyson Fury and Anthony Joshua, you know, and that just brought about a knee-jerk reaction by the whole internet as to, you know, what, what is it going to look like if the new UFC heavyweight champion fought uh, in, in, in a heavyweight champion in, a conventional, in conventional boxing? Right, and it, it, mouths were watering. You know, dollar signs were going up. It, it was, it was all fanfare. You know, everyone was looking to eat. You know, my problem with this, Moses, is that these guys are, um, you know, leveraging, of course, one, you know, popularity of the UFC with the the money bags that come with conventional box, boxing. And in terms of someone wanting to get a bag and get your money, you know, Rumble Young King Rumble. But what it does to either property or either form of, or, or competitive sport, I'm thinking is more concerning to me because I do think that this is like a um, short run convenience because COVID is what COVID is, that live live um, events are no can't happen and the UFC being a fledgling property cannot survive without that right whereas boxing has already a traditional sort of uh, built established pay-per-view element to it people are used to it they're more they're less opposed to putting down the $50 to watch said fight because you know you've watched the likes of Mike Tyson um, um, George Foreman, you watch, you know, Muhammad Ali, like, and you, all in the same f frame, you know, at home, uh, box office, pay-per-view. Um, UFC really was just one of those ones where it was like, they got a lot more money during doing arenas, um, but the pay-per-views weren't quite there. And I don't know if they still are there. And maybe I'm wrong, but uh, what might this do to, like, this might damage the the sport as either sport, you know, as a whole by you know more and more of these guys doing this cross platform thing. But I don't know. What do you have an opinion on that? I think it ran its course. Yeah, you know, we we saw it once before, uh, or I mean, a few times actually. But I mean, the 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 original was McGregor and Mayweather. Uh, yes. The thing was, those were two fighters who were established in their sports. Came together, made a whole lot of money. Both. So yeah, and everyone's like, "All right, well, we see the difference. We we get it. We we understand this happens." But to continuously do it, I don't know if there's a way that two the two parties can actually come up with some kind of entertainment value in a package, not necessarily just cross. You know, you could cross promote, but not necessarily have you know. UFC fighters in the boxing ring or, you know, boxers in the octagon. I think yes. you can actually really cash in on this. And I think perhaps there's a partnership there where you can make more money. I think there is money. I have to disagree to a certain extent. I do believe that there is money in the UFC. I think okay. UFC has established itself um, for more than 20 years now uh, that fair, it can yeah. or close to three decades, 30 years that, 
you know, they, they, they've they built themselves out of just some kind of fringe niche into something that is prime time. And if you look at the contracts that they had with ESPN up here in Canada, when we show it and TSN, uh, it, it, you know, and some of the other uh, other channels, exactly, you know, some of the, uh, some of the fights, you, you understand that there is money there. Yeah. When it comes to gates, of course, having fans anywhere is going to be much better for the TV value. But when it comes to pay-per-view, I think people will still pay for the fights. If you got a good fight, you got a good card, people will come, you know. If oh, you for it, sure. Yeah, if you build it, they will come. So if it's you got something that Yeah. So I think it's 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 more of the same. I'm I'm just tired. Just back to the the, the point that you're making or the argument. Um, yeah. Yeah, I'm just tired of the cross promotion. I think if you just <laughs> we we've seen enough. We we got it and Yeah. And I'm I'm not really like clamoring for this. I don't know if there is a market. Maybe they know something that I don't. But I don't know if there's a market for this because I'm just like I want to see good UFC fights. I want to see some of the best men and women go toe to toe in their respective uh, divisions and and really kind of you know show who is the class of of that of that group, right? If, yeah, if your weight class. Sure. So uh, see, I got no problem with that. Same thing with boxing. I want to see some some good fighting. And, you know, I'm interested by that. Combat sports are never going to go away. They're not no. going to die. No. Uh, I think what happened was I think boxing lost a bit of its thunder because the UFC came in and provided something different. So, For sure. Uh, yeah, I say like, just keep them separate. But if there's ways that they can cross-promote, like you can have like, hey, this is a boxing slash UFC. So, you know, we'll have a couple of boxing cards here, two UFC cards. I don't know how they can kind of work it around a little bit. Huh? Maybe that's something. Maybe. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But I, I mean, the, here's the other thing, right? Like, the uh, I think the sp- the workspace or or the the players is really what's also the, the big change, right? It's a lot more independence of the fighters themselves, of the individuals. I think that this has liberated a lot of the fighters to to say, hey, outside of what I am doing under contract for whether it be UFC or whether it be you know, uh, a conventional boxing promotion program. You know, you set up, you set it up yourself basically via Twitter. <laughs> you like, you just chop it up. Your management talks to their management. Mm-hmm. Inbox me. I'll da, da 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 da. And then, and then, you know, it's just a matter of getting some internet provider. You know, Triller now being the uh, uh, the, the de facto go to um, online. <laughs> platform to watch boxing matches i mean at, you know and again i don't even know what triller is moses do you know what Triller? maybe you know what triller is do you know what triller is no we don't even man we don't even know what triller, triller is man and you know what we i'm here to tell you right we now we don't even care we don't care let me tell you, let me tell you <laughs> we don't care uh i'm sorry i gotta stop playing that i just i'm addicted to that one but uh no for sure it's 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 ridiculous. I, I don't know where they're gonna take this avenue from, but I mean, as long as the the, the fighters themselves are gonna make the most money, maximize their opportunities, because fighting in its in and of itself, I understand, is not a long. It's you don't do forty years. You you know, uh, if you do, very very rare. You know, um, Mike Tyson, you could technically say. <laughs> He's one of those guys because he's he recently did it. You know, he boxed just last year, so I think he, he you can follow him under one of those guys. But there's very few boxers or even UFC fighters who lost very long. So get as much money as you can, I guess. I mean, 
again, maybe they will maybe incorporate UFC with conventional boxing because I know every time these collabs happen, Dana White, you know, a little, he gets another little, like, um, uh, you know, sunspot on his bald head. Just a nice, it's like pops him every day. Um, he sees another one of his prize fighters say, I would like to make money independent of you, Dana White. This is not infringing on our contract because my name and likeness are my own. And he knows that. And there's nothing he can do about it. So, yeah, I, I'd like to see where this goes because I know he's a very enterprising man, Dana White is. And I think he, if he isn't already working on something, he, you know, like he's gotten, he sent out the bat signal already because this if this guy goes, if Francis goes, this this is like now your new your newly crowned, you know, golden goose. The UFC's golden goose. He's he's a he's the the Cinderella man and every he's he's everybody's champ right now. So I think if he were to leave, twould twould not do bode too well. Um but yeah, we wish wish him well on that, whatever happens there. Um, now, lastly, Moses, I wanted to talk to you about what's going on in the, the NFL here. So um, we were brought into, it was brought to our attention that one Tampa Bay Buccaneers QB1 uh, was undergoing some arthroscopic uh, surgery, cleanup surgery. Um, now, that's always been seen as one of those uh, it's fine. It's one of those uh, progressing nicely, and it's a minor cleanup of his left knee. Um, so now, you know, this is definitely not a bad thing because, I mean, it's a cleanup, right? But then upon researching uh, on arthroscopic cleanups, you know, a lot of the time it's because of torn um, or previously torn, um, I guess, tendons, your MCL, your ACL uh, within, within, your, within your joints. Um, and uh, what they, a convention for them is to actually shred it so that it no longer catches um, on your joint and you're, you're, you're not left with a lot of pain. Now, that's great and all because that improves his mobility um, at a sprightling age of 43. But Moses, I'll let you know here and I'll let you know clear. It does not help with strength. That is not one of those things you want to have happen to you as you get older. Now, if I'm not mistaken, it seems as though Tom Brady had inked a two-year, $50 million contract with the Buccaneers just prior to this. So, hey, um, um, is there smoke? Am I Paul Revere? Is there something on the horizon? Or is this is this a nothing but, you know, what's, what's in the box? Well, as long as it's not his throwing arm, you're fine. Ah. <laughs> no, to be fair, like, and he's had multiple injuries. You said it was his left or his right leg? His left left knee. His left knee? Yeah. Okay. Well, so he's had... Yeah. Yeah, because he tore his... I believe he tore his right. Yeah. Am I trying to remember? Yeah, he tore his right. Because right, I'm yeah. looking at his injuries. So he had a, a tear back in 2008 in his ACL in his right leg. Mm -hmm. uh, calf strain, um, same leg. And, of course, I think he had some kind of uh, ankle sprain or something like that. Um, in and around like a, you know, eight to 10 year time frame, like eight years, like within that yeah. arm. And I think his left arm, he's had some injuries, like a lacerated hand. And I think an elbow sprain was the other yes. one. So uh, when you look at it, it's, it's not a fact. Uh, he's not a mobile quarterback. He is not one of those guys Never where he been. needs to run out of the pocket in order to 
to create something. The guy has been standing in the pocket. You don't have to do much. Yeah. yeah. So for him, it's not the end of the world. Like no. he's fine. So yeah. he's, from his throwing arm to his his uh, to his leg, I think he's he's fine. Like yeah. I, I'm. Oh yeah. Like yeah. this is nothing. This is just a routine cleanup. It's like us going for like a you know a routine cleanup for our uh, our, our teeth. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like yeah, going to yeah. the dentist. Yeah, we're just going for a checkup and a cleanup. We're good to go. And then yeah. boom, you're out of the way. So yeah. I, to him, it's it's simple. It's nothing crazy. I'm not worried about it. Uh, like you said, he's a spry 43 year old. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's nothing to nope. nothing to read here. There's nothing in the tea leaves to suggest <laughs> that there's something more sinister than we know. <laughs> No, you don't see you don't see is uh, the fact that they may need to switch to a, a more dynamic game this coming season. Yeah, uh, it's called re-signing everybody back. Like, have you seen this? <laughs> have you seen how sick that roster was last year? Yes. And to think that they have a chance to sign everybody back. Yes. Like Leonard Fournette's coming back. Of course, Evans yeah. took a pay cut, so he could say, keep some other players uh, in in uh, in house. You have yes. uh, Gronkowski returning. Uh, the only guy who has not signed, at least from what I know, and maybe I missed something in the last little bit, um, is Antonio Brown. When yeah, it comes to those like big names, right? So he hasn't signed necessarily just yet. But just imagine if that entire team comes back. Yeah, I'd be making sure that they're the favorites to win it again. Like it's yep. it's insane sure. how good they were, yeah. and the fact that they're like, yeah, we're we're doing this again. We're, we're bringing the band back, back together, to back, right? Back to back. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it would be incredible if if Tom could pull it out. Um, and I mean, as long as he's not out here doing what he tried to do against Philadelphia. At the Super Bowl, that 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 uh, trick play, I think that's what got the, those knees uh, packed up fi- for their final, their final bow out. Didn't even catch the ball at that time. Remember that? That was no, <laughs> sensational. I was like, what is this? <laughs> Tom's running down the field. What? Ah, good times. Um, but <laughs> do you think? I actually sometimes think I'm like, who actually? Who do you actually think asked for that play? You know, was, do you think that was Tom, or do you think Belichick was like that? This is just like we did in training. Oh, you know, well, I don't. Tom's like, I'll show you. Yeah, like I don't feel like Belichick would ever do that, Tom. I, then I want you to do something you never do, and I don't see you ever do. I need you to to pass it off, and then make a dash. And then look over, and you're you're gonna catch it, all right? Yeah. We need, but and hey, Tom, you haven't done it through the whole season. I haven't even seen you do it in the last four seasons. But you know when it's important for you to do it? The Super Bowl. <laughs> hey, that's don't when fuck. trick plays are. That's when so the trick plays are there. <laughs> sure, okay, Moses. But I mean, a trick play is a trick play. But if it's a trick play, practice. A hundred times? That's different to a trick play like, okay, I'm calling an audible. Just off it to me, man. I've I've got the run. They won't expect it. Are you yeah. sure? Did Bill say fuck Bill? All right, break. <laughs> Nick Foles isn't gonna get past me with that silly yeah. trick play. <laughs> yeah. He, he's like, oh, his trick play. Okay, we'll watch this. You sure did Bill just say that? Fuck Bill. He's out my ear. <laughs> See, uh, this is where I think to myself that maybe Tom Brady was like, all right, Eli Manning beat me because he had – I was at – I was going to say Tyreek Hill for – wrong guy. 
But uh, no, I'm thinking of the uh, that David Tyree with the catch oh, on the helmet. He's like, yes, all right, yes. I need one of those. And he got yes. it from <laughs> yeah. Julian Edelman against Atlanta. It's like, all right, I'll cross that off my list. Exactly. No miracle throw. Exactly. Got it. Exactly. Uh, and then, you know, oh, again. Bingo. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, then, yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, if I'm going to be bested, at least I have to do something too. So. <laughs> almost, I guess. <laughs> yeah, almost. Added to the added to the bingo. It's almost. okay. It's okay to to lose to Eli Manning and Nick Foles. You beat everybody else. I mean, maybe yeah, but you know, it doesn't Eli Manning doesn't have, twice. Remember yeah, that. you see, that's the problem. But doesn't that feel kind of just? It just doesn't feel right. It's like he's that dominant, and then it's those guys. You know? What oh, I, mean? I know. It's it's fantastic. It's, like it feels like I could win. You know what I yeah. mean? <laughs> I have no, I have, I don't have what these guys have, right? Exactly. Like, but Patty I'm Mahomes like, damn it, it makes me, it makes me hope. You know, maybe like one day, maybe, Patty maybe, Mahomes maybe this season, maybe this season. I mean, he needs to, otherwise he is, his, his, uh, his contract, that 10 year contract gets, gets, uh, gets trimmed down a little bit more, you know, every time you don't win oh, it. Oh, frick. The NFL, they restructure everything. It doesn't mean anything anymore. Like, honestly, like, who is oh, it tasting yeah. hell? Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, like, shoot, People they're paying him in peanuts crazy. in the yeah. long run at, yeah, at the end of the day because everything's all deferred or bonuses or whatever yeah, it, it is. it doesn't so. matter. It's like, yeah, yeah, if you just show So, up. yeah, I'm not, I was like, I'm not fooling for this. I'm not fooling for these gaudy numbers. <laughs> 450 million. Yeah, you're like, okay. Right, we'll see. I think actually it was at Francisco Lindor of the Mets signed some like $350 million deal. Yeah, that stuff is crazy, man. I don't understand how that even so that's literally like but that that only works if they're like doing things like trying. But I think it's like I think it's training. guaranteed, man. I think it most it's gotta be because like baseball is different compared to say the NFL. Yeah. But like but but they also have bonuses on top, right? Like you show up to oh, uh, what he's yeah. You like you um you train with the team, you go you use their physio and stuff. They like they actually give you some bone. I think they they yeah. um, three hundred and sixty three million dollars over eleven seasons. That's just redonkulous. Just redon. I mean, they do play many games, and then also, I do they not get taxed per game in uh, by the city they're in? See, is I'm. That, is that similar or different? Because I feel like the NBA, it's kind of like that. Like you get taxed per game. Well, that, isn't that because they have a cross-border team? Like, well, what's uh, I'm trying to remember what's the reason behind that. I I don't know if it's just the way they do. They have it set up uh, um, for for payout re- for tax purposes. Actually, it would make sense. It would make yeah. it would make sense. And the reason why it's a competitive balance tax, it would make sense because if you think about it, because I remember this issue, obviously not on this continent, but out in Europe, in France, yeah. where you had Monaco, which was its own principality, even uh, though they played yeah. in, in the, the top league. top flight in France, right? They yeah. played, but they paid no tax. So teams uh, are pissed yeah. off because you're thinking, well, if people are not paying any tax, what's gonna happen? People yeah, are just yeah, gonna yeah. join Monaco because they're gonna yeah. keep all the money that they've been signed, right? All their wages. So the, the league has come up with a plan where they're like, all right, for Monaco, they're going to be taxed when they come into play, you know, yes, PSG, when they come into play, you know, Lyon, when they come yes. into play Lille, when they come, you know, when they basically are playing on the actual, the actual country. Yeah. No, in the exactly actual country that. of France, then they would be taxed. 
for the coming in there. So that makes sense because I know like certain places like Texas have really low tax laws and then you have other places that are really yeah. high. So it's kind of, it's just to make sure that you don't have a yeah, concentration of really high caliber talent all of a sudden trying <laughs> to figure out a tax break living out there. But it already does happen, you know, because yeah. if you look how this, the, the, the structures of a contract, I'm sure there's something in there where they get some of the, uh, you know, some of the accountants out there to kind of just move oh, money yeah. around to make sure that they get more bang for their buck. So I'm um, just like, eh. literally, there was a post once I, I read, I saw on Twitter saying, and this is just, you know, down the whirlpool of like toxic um, football, you know, football uh, Twitter, um, English football Twitter. But like there was a Chelsea fan talking about how good N'Golo Kante was. And it was, one of the reasons was that declined to have his wages transferred to an offshore account so that he could be taxed within the UK. So his wage is actually taxed in the, and I was just like, oh, wow, that's, he's, he's one of those really nice guys because everyone else in professional sports is not paying the taxes that you think they're supposed to be paying. Uh, did you see what happened to Lionel Messi and, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Ronaldo. Cristiano Ronaldo? And you know what? You can't hate the player. You might hate the game in terms of how it's all structured. But, yeah. um, but it is what it is, my guy. Yeah. Like you're telling me Make that you're not trying to save as much as possible. Yeah. Like, come yeah, on. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like yeah, you're going to do whatever. If you had a boatload of money and you're like, I have to pay how much in tax? Yeah. Seven, seven, was it 17? What is this number? Okay, why are they taking my money for not exactly. doing anything? Exactly. And then they're going to try to find ways to keep it. It's just how it is. It's just human nature. You know? Yeah. And we, we, you know, we go, we give them, we give them, we give them credence. You know, I, I, um, I, I won't be on their face for that, you know, so hopefully these guys, yeah, they'll figure their, their stuff out. I'm, I'm sure the, um, the the Texas thing would have been the biggest for them because Texas has I think one of the lowest uh, tax rates I think for, Florida does too Florida as well Miami would be bumping Miami would be bumping but I do know okay yeah and then the the thing is with the tax uh, sort of thing it is true because you know Canada's tax is a lot more steep and that actually has contributed to um, the Raptors struggling to, to draft players uh, just because theirs is set a little bit more, uh, a little bit higher. And and I know that the NHL doesn't do it the same because they, and I mean, there's way more players playing in, in Canada though as well, way more teams established. So I'm sure that they could work out something else for it in terms of payouts. But uh, for sure, yeah. It's it's tough to be a raptor. It's never you never see them happy when they get when they get traded because their their accountant just called them right after the the general manager <laughs> told them they're being drafted. Their accountant called them and said, "Ah, buddy, you're not gonna be happy with what I'm about to tell you. Remember remember how much take home you were getting, you know, in San Antonio, you know, <laughs> in Dallas. Well." <laughs> In Orlando, whoa, man, Orlando was great, wasn't it? You bought that Ferrari. Well, you're going to have to sell it, you know, because these guys don't fuck around up north. <laughs> they count for everything, everything. But, yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, Moses, that uh, that will be it for the, this week. Short of party, but we, uh, we got it done. We got out of the way. 
Um, glad to make, glad to know that uh, doing good, and we we uh, wish everyone well on this uh, this Easter long weekend. If you are, if if you if this is your faith, if not, um, enjoy the extra day or two. If they even if that's what even happens in your country or where you are, but. Yeah, it's a long weekend, so everyone's going to be going away, family and friends, you know, so good well wishes. Moses, anything to add? No, I'm good, my friend. Yeah? All right. No, that was that, this was great. Uh, you know, um, I do hope to see the, uh, the Easter bunny. I hear uh, they're going to have a um, specific Easter hunt at the, at the White House, actually. Uh, on the lawn, it's going to be obviously COVID friendly and things of that nature. Um, so the the objective is to play. It's basically Easter Scrabble, right? They're trying to get these kids to really, you know, use their noggers, right? And I mean, they have cash. They have cash prizes, scholarships actually. And I think the the they and they have a catchphrase keyword. Now, these are are just keywords that give you the grand prize, right? So if you can get the letters and you can jumble them up you can get the key prize. And it's so interesting because this year they did the jumble and the actual key phrase is Paul Pierce ain't shit. It's crazy. I don't understand how the White House could even let that happen, but that's the cat. That's the key phrase. So if the kids can find enough of those Easter eggs on the lawn and then they can put it together and they get that phrase, that's their four years of college paid off. Incredible, right? You got to love it. You got to love it, Moses. You know, just another heartwarming story. Uh, always look forward for stories like that. I'm sure you do to, You do as well, right? Hmm? That's real, huh? What's wrong? Hmm? I said that, that story's real, huh? Oh, yeah, 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 and um, have a good one, man. You as well. Happy Easter, everybody out there. Happy Easter. Happy Easter. Spadoosh. This podcast is a Collab House production.